Welcome, welcome, welcome to Above Replacement Radio. I am your host, Chris Gianta. You know what Christy Mathewson wasn't worried about? S-I-E-R-A. When you're thinking about Pedro Siriaco, I mean, the only one that can compete is maybe uh, Hannes Wagner's 1908 season. Over there on the other side of the screen is Daniel Kern. Like, if we just clip together every time we've talked about him on other people's profiles, we've done a Mickey Cochran episode. I can't get past Rabbit Marinville. It's it's not necessarily Hall of Fame. It's not necessarily above average, but we can guarantee you we are better than just the standard replacement level college sophomore. And welcome to Above Replacement Radio, where we're talking baseball, kind of whenever. I'm your host, Chris Gianta. Over there, to my actual left, as you cannot see on YouTube, unfortunately, is Daniel Curran. How you doing, Daniel? Chris, I'm doing well today. It is the final, I guess it's the final show of the regular season, right? Um... The final show, well, the regular season is, is processing yeah. for sure. Uh, that's that's crazy. This is our full. It's, it's our first full regular season that we will have gone through all of. Yeah, and I mean, uh, it's been it's been a ride for sure. I mean, we've had so many like I've I've contradicted myself so many times during the season, whether it be the wild card races, whether it be division races. Uh, it's been it's been a long one, and yeah, and we've. We've determined we've probably highlighted at least like 150 players on these uh, how about that's and slightly alarmings and and what have you. So, I mean, but I mean, we're ready for we're ready for the postseason. Ready for the madness to begin. And uh, I mean, uh, plenty of other plenty of other teams are ready for the postseason as well, and and some some teams are ready for this season to end for sure. Um, but a team who maybe. Around May, you would have thought, you know, this team, they're they're developing, but they're not. It's it seems that they're not really going anywhere. They're within a half game of the Red Sox for the second wild card spot. The Seattle Mariners just keep on going. They, they keep on they keep on teasing us for sure. They've won nine of their last ten. Uh, each of their last, I think, five or four. Um, they're they're going crazy right now. Like it's, I don't want to say it, but they're giving me, you know, those vibes from another team. Ah. Yeah. The, I mean, that's how, you know, that's how it ended for them. Right. I mean, they, uh, they had a, it didn't start easy for that team. No. And, uh, they're, they're coming along like, like perhaps, perhaps that team. Yeah. Uh. I mean, the Mariners right now are 89 and 70, which is pretty Crazy. wild. I mean, uh, they're more than likely going to be a 90-win team. Uh, both of us, both of us had them in fourth place uh, pr- prior to the season starting, and they have, uh, they're, I think they've arrived early. I guess you would say. Cause, yeah, I think that's fair. Because yeah, we've we've said like yeah, they've got a good farm system, but they're still developing. But they've arrived early. I think the worst they've been under 500 was only five games. Yeah, on May 23rd. They lost to the Mariners, uh, dropped their record at 21-26. and 26. Lost to... Or dropped to the Padres. Uh, Sorry. Yeah. Um, that, and that, that, was a part of a, that was the last of a six-game losing streak for them, it looks like. Um, they are 10-1 and 11, they're 10 and 1 in their last 11 games. Wow. Since May 24th, uh, if that's a majority of the season, the Mariners have a 67-44 and 44 record. That is the second best in the American League. Whew. Yeah, only the Rays are better. Yeah, I mean, I wish I wish there was video because my my eyebrows just raised by themselves. They, they did. Uh, their Pythagorean win loss over that time is five o two, which is the which is really funny. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much we've talked about it, but run differential is we're we're the most boomer when it comes to run differential. I think so too. Because. I mean, in the words of Herm Edwards, you play to win the game. You don't play to win the game by four or, or by one particularly. Yeah. You, you play to win the game. I bet the Mariners, like, overall this season, like, they probably have a really good, like, team win probability added just because they've played, like, they've played so many tight games. They've had four comeback wins in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the run differential has been that. Um, let's see. Yeah, I mean, uh, and it is appropriate okay, yeah. that you highlighted – their um, bullpen a, a while back because also low du- low run differential and good perform or good um, 
win-loss performance indicates, yeah, good uh, huh. good, huh. Hi- good performance huh. in high-leverage huh. situations and good bullpen. So you know how Fangraphs has that clutch rating for win probability? Uh, like it just says it just says clutch. I think so. Yeah. So the Mariners are at nine point three two on the season. The Phillies are in second with a three point five four. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, it does. It makes sense for sure. That's that's crazy discrepancy. Um, but like going back to run differential, my biggest problem with it, and I think I've mentioned this on the show, is that the entire narrative of a team can just change in one game. Like in July, like around the All Star break, we were talking about how the Marlins like had the best run differential in their in the National League or in the National League East. They were like plus twenty, and immediately in the second half, they lost a game to the Nationals by like eighteen, and then nobody talked about it again. Like all it takes is one game, and the entire narrative is different. And I understand that it's very rare for that to happen, but like just a like that's just one example this year. Right. It, it can be useful, but it's like, you know, if just in a singular game, when you look at run dif- differential, you know, like, if you're down by 10, you'll throw the pitcher in, he'll give up five runs. Like, the, the five runs there isn't going to make a difference in that game, but it will make a difference in your in your run differential. So, mm-hmm. and same thing, same thing on the other end. If you're up by 10, they the other team throws a, pit, a pitcher in, they give up five runs. Or, not a pitcher, a position player in to pitch, is what I meant to say. Yeah. They, uh, they give... They give up five runs. It increases your your run differential, but it doesn't really matter for that particular game because the other team is going to lose anyway. The Mariners have a 119 weighted runs created plus this season with runners in scoring position. That is the second highest in the majors. Interesting. Yeah. Int- very interesting. So this team, like, it's very it's very weird because they've just they've done it at the right times all year. And it's just led to so many more wins. It's led to them being this close to being in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, seems like it. And uh, since September nineteenth, as they've when they started this ten and one run, their bullpen ERA is two three one, which is like not you know it's not number one, but it's still still pretty spectacular um, and still you know very necessary as they've as they've needed that. Their bullpen has been nice. Okay, so let's take a look at what they've done in the last 10, in their last 11 games. So they beat Kansas City 7-1. to one. They beat Oakland 4-2. to two. I mean, Oakland has just been a... They're out. Has just been... Well, no, yeah, the, the A's are out. They're out of the playoffs. Yeah, and Seattle seems to be their, their kryptonite, at least as of late. I mean, they've mm-hmm. lost six straight to Seattle, and let's see if it goes back even further for them. Oakland, Oakland, when was the last... When, yeah, I mean they <laughs> Seattle swept Oakland in in July too. <laughs> so that's t- so that makes it 9 in a row. Uh where else have they faced Oakland? Okay, they they lost to, they lost a series back in May/June. Uh but overall in the year against Oakland, Seattle is uh 15 and 4. Yep. Wow. Okay. Yep. So I mean, yeah, if Oakland if the A's could have just gotten it together against the Mariners, they could have been in a much better spot. We could be talking about the A's on this segment instead. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, one thing when I said the A's were going to stick around back in whenever that was, like mid-August, I was like, I, I wasn't considering the Mariners factor. I had no idea. <laughs> this was the the A's just got crushed by the, or not necessarily crushed, but beaten by the Mariners every single time. Uh, yeah, weird. So, uh, a breakdown of the American League wild card now. Uh, I mean, let's just take, let's just pull up the MLB app for, for an update here. So yeah, uh, the, so far in the series that we, you know, gave some good in, give, gave us some good clout to, uh, with the Yankees, Blue Jays, Yankees and Blue Jays have split so far. Um, Bo Bichette had a pretty clutch home run to keep them within one of the race uh, uh, last night, uh, Wednesday night. So the Yankees are in the first wild card spot. They would be hosting the wild card game if the season ended today. Red Sox would be facing them in that game on the road uh, if the season ended today. Seattle is within a half a game, and Toronto is 
within one game. And Seattle, I'm guessing, has a day off today. Yeah, they do. So the, then they play the Angels at at uh, at home. So they have three games left, and the Red Sox have uh, Red Sox. Everyone else has four games left, pretty much. Um, Red Sox have also split their series with the Orioles, but I mean, uh, not a lot of movement in the past two days. I guess you could say. I mean, yeah, no, nothing really. I mean, the Mariners have inched closer. I think that's just the biggest story. The Cardinals' win streak ended. We'll talk about that later. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the biggest story has been the Mariners. The Red Sox are hanging by a thread right now. Yeah. They lost to the Orioles once. That's probably unacceptable. Offense not looking right. Even no. They scored six runs last night, but it still – It still didn't feel right. Still, it still didn't feel right because, uh, I mean, also they were held to one – through the fifth inning they had three hits on monday or was it tuesday it was tuesday. right right yeah yeah uh they did and their expected batting average was still was like in the 100s for that game um not good especially when you're facing an orioles staff that does not have the greatest reputation but yeah the biggest change has been the mariners as you said they were two back our last episode now they're only a half game back i want to check something um and then every, everyone ahead of them pretty much split, pretty much went one and one uh, with the Red Sox, Blue Jays, and Yankees. So tonight, uh, to close out the Blue Jays-Yankees series, what do we have? Uh, we got Robbie Ray versus Garrett Cole. Or not Garrett Cole versus uh, Corey Kluber. We got Ray versus Kluber. Yeah. Uh, big night for Ray. I mean, I think he's got the Cy Young locked up anyway. Especially so with Garrett Cole's last three starts. If he pitches well tonight, it's it might be it might be a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he it doesn't it doesn't follow the path of RJ. It does even better. Yeah. It doesn't one doesn't one better. What a fool I was for thinking he would finish third in the Cy Young this year and follow the path of of Randy Johnson. Yeah, exactly. Um so yeah, Robbie Ray he is going tonight. He's got two six eight ERA on the year. Kluber, uh, in an injury somewhat ri- injury riddled season, he has a three eight two ERA. So they're going to be facing off. Uh, pretty pretty big game. Definitely going to be watching that one. Red Sox tonight. They've got uh, Pavetta going against Wells. You know, Wells. Alexander, I think it's Ta- I think it's Taylor Wells. Alexander Wells, who oh, has Alexander a Wells. seven six one ERA. On the year, he probably would have pit- would have been pitching for the Red Sox last year, um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, there's there's no excuse, there's no really valid excuse for the Red Sox not to win. I guess every game from here on out, they could yeah. go three and one. I agree with that. But and then uh, Blue Jays have the Orioles, Yankees have the Rays, but the Rays are the Rays don't really have much to play for either, uh, so. Wow. It, it'll be it'll be interesting. Listen to this one, Chris. Here we uh, go. The the twenty twenty one Seattle Mariners are one of one, two, three, four, five, six teams in baseball history that were not played in twenty twenty because that doesn't count to have a batting average of less than two thirty and a winning percentage of at least five sixty. The last, wow. the last non twenty twenty team to do it was the nineteen sixty eight Baltimore Orioles. Sixty eight. That'll yeah. that'll make it happen. Yep. Uh, let's naturally, right? <laughs> Should I not count that year either and say it was uh, an, the the nineteen thirty seven uh, Chicago American Giants of the Negro League? <laughs> uh, yeah, it, pretty interesting, I guess. Yeah. Not not big uh, average guys. Oh, by the way, this is offhand, but Ty France is having a fascinating season. He is. He's gotten hit what twenty six times. Yeah, it's funny because I'm, wasn't he traded for Austin Adams or like yeah for Austin Adams? Yeah, I think so. How great is that? <laughs> I mean, an eye for an eye. I. I yeah, he leads the league in hit by pitches with 26. Like, what would happen if they faced, like, 100%? I mean, time? hey, listen, I don't know if you saw what I tweeted last night, but, like, Bo Bichette came up against Clay Holmes last night, ground ball hitter versus ground ball pitcher, and Bichette hit a home run. So, you yeah. never really know. Yeah, all of a sudden, Austin Adams is just throwing 
in the zone every time. I, I will know. say, like, it is very weird in this age of Statcast where, like, Bobachet. I think he hit his 28th home run of the year last night, and we're calling him. When I say we, I mean I am calling him a ground ball hitter because his average launch angle is is down there. Uh, what's his average launch angle like? Four. Uh, please hold. I don't know the off average, the top of my head, but it's I. I Aver- believe it's less than ten. Average MLB launch angle is usually between 11, 12. 11 and thirteen. It's so 12. it's twelve this year. Yes. Um, so yeah, anything anything below like seven, that's probably a ground ball hitter, um, which can can work sometimes, yeah. but it also so oh, nice six point nine, six point nine launch angle. So His yeah. ground ball percent is fifty percent this year. Yeah. Fifty point one. And league average ground ball rate is around forty five. So he's definitely. Definitely a ground ball guy. And Clay Holmes, I'm pretty sure, has a negative uh, launch angle against. Right, right. That was something you pointed out uh, when that trade happened. Mm-hmm. Um, See, so yeah, pretty uh, yeah, funny how it's just like, all right, two, <laughs> two opposites just – or two similar people just turn into an opposite result. It's yeah. uh, f- pretty fascinating. Um, all right, anything more on the Mariners? No, no, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, uh, it would, like, it would be, I don't know if it would be a Mariners story, because I feel like they just kind of snuck up on us. They did. I mean, I literally said, like, when we, the first time we highlighted them, I was like, well, this probably won't turn into a playoff run, but it's just encouraging for next year. And now we're talking about a playoff run. Yep. And it may or may, it may, or may not happen. As of right now, it will not. But it could change. I mean, it they could be in the picture tonight. Yeah, and let's let's not forget they're facing the Angels, who are uh, a little out of it. They're not going to be facing Otani. They've been particularly bad recently too. Like the Angels, I was going to give them credit for hanging on to like treading water at five hundred this year, but then, uh, but they've been struggling lately. Like especially without Trout, without Rendon, uh, they lost Walsh for part of the year. Yeah, I can't imagine this team without Otani and what would happen, what would transpire. Uh, and by by not facing Otani, I mean not facing Otani pitching. Yeah. They will be facing him hitting. Uh, Since September 5th. And, yeah, Mariners have, the, have all the momentum. I feel like uh, if you were like the Yankees – you don't want to be facing a team like the Mariners with this with this much momentum. Uh, since September fifth, the Mariner or the Angels are seven and fifteen. That's the worst record in the AL. Okay. So, it's in, words of encouragement for Seattle fans. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, I wonder how much of a factor the the momentum could be in the wild card game. Like at least these kind of short spurts of momentum where yep. it's like you've had a good two weeks. Because the Cardinals certainly fall under that category, and if the Mariners make it into the wild card game, they could fall under that category as well. Um, it should be should be very interesting as the wild card races or the AL wild card race stays wild. NL NL it's pretty much all wrapped up. Uh, but speaking of the NL wild card, there's going to be a a team with at least 102 wins in that in that first place spot. Uh, the the level of performance of the Giants and Dodgers in like the second half is just it's it's pretty astounding. Yeah, no, it's very it's wild. Like it's just they've both just kept winning. Like the Dodgers, I mentioned since uh, September fifth earlier. The Dodgers are sixteen and six since September fifth. The Giants are eighteen and four. Right, right. <laughs> like they've lost two games in the standings. Yeah, and they've gone sixteen and six. Yeah, well, and that was uh, that was the last uh, game of their uh, last series. And since that series, yeah, it's been Dodgers sixteen and five, Giants seventeen and four. And we talked about it before the show, but it's like with the Dodgers, it's like how how do we go sixteen and five and and not gain any ground? They lost but, ground. And and then if. With the Giants, it's like, how have we gone seventeen and four and not wrap this division up? Yeah, yep. You start getting mad at like the Diamondbacks, and it's like, how can, can you guys like step it up against our our other opponents? Please, yeah, seriously. The Padres blew a four four run lead last night to the Dodgers. Uh, that is true. That is Nine true. Nine to five, I think. Um, yeah, 
Padres might have a losing season, by the way, which is just crazy. They're what are they? Are they're a, they're, they're below five hundred now, aren't they? Seventy-eight and eighty, I believe. Oh my! I think they're seventy-eight and seventy-nine. I think uh, that's the actual uh, number. Well, which yeah. is crazy. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. It's crazy. The I mean, let, let me let me list out some teams. I mean, the Mariners have a better record than the Padres. Like that's going to happen. By a by a wide margin. Yeah, but not even not even that close. Yeah. Particularly. Um Yeah. Let's see. What are some teams with a better record than the Padres? Phillies. The Phillies. The Phillies could be better than the Padres. The Reds could be better than the Padres. The Reds will be better than the Padres. They've already clinched that. The Cleveland could end up being better than the Padres if the Padres keep losing and they face the Giants this weekend, so they probably will. Yeah, Cleveland is one game behind the Padres. Odds are the Padres. The yeah, they're, they are seventy-eight and eighty. Odds are the Padres finished under five hundred. Yeah, per, odds are. I I don't see them winning. What an, uh, winning? What three out of? They would need to win three out of four against the Dodgers slash Giants, which yeah. I don't see happening. No. Which is just what a fall from grace. <laughs> what a fall from grace. But I mean, uh, with the with the NL West thing, it just reminds me. How mad I would be if the Cardinals won this NL. <laughs> it would rob us, rob us of like the greatest LDS series, yeah. LDS matchup ever. Because I was, I was also looking it up. Uh, the the most wins by a wild card team in the wild card era it was hundred. Was uh one oh two? The A's had it in two thousand one. So yeah. Uh, oh, you, I thought you were talking about like the wild card game era. Uh, yeah, wild card game era was a hundred with the Yankees, and then the NL record in the wild card era was ninety seven. So the, both of them are well past that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, it looks like odds are the Giants are going to hold on, and it's going to be the Dodgers. But man, oh man, I, it, the 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 Giants' magic number is three. So no matter what happens tonight, the Giants are going to go into the last weekend of the season and be like, "All right, let's get it done this weekend, boys." Yeah, they control their own destiny <laughs> with a 102 win team. It's so funny up how their back. Yeah, it's so funny how this entire time like this has just been the standings all year. Like the Dod- like the Dodgers have never gotten the lead, but they've always been like within 5 games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the only differing thing was the Padres. They yeah. thought it would be a three-team race, it's turned into a two-team race. Yeah, it's uh it's something something to behold, and we thought one team might get cold, but they just haven't. They just haven't at all. I, I should look at their at their second half, re- both of their second half records, as I have just learned. I have just learned how to find <laughs> yeah. records since certain dates. It's. Uh, well, I mean, there's multiple ways you can do it. You can also go to team pitching yep. since a certain date. It'll tell you that. Uh, after this date. So, yeah, in the second half, the Giants – are 46 and 22 the Dodgers are 45 and 21 it's uh pretty insane and we mentioned and the September records are even even more impressive it's funny because if you if you told us at the beginning of the season like the NL West is going to come down to the last weekend with two 100 plus win teams fighting for the division we'd be like yeah this is what we this is what we said <laughs> the like Dodgers and Padres yeah we knew we knew that off season was going to be productive for San Diego. <laughs> there will be one team like kind of fighting five hundred. Yeah, and yeah. there will be two teams just you know they're not there anymore. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, like you know the Giants had some good moves. They had you know Anthony Descalfani. I think Kevin yeah. Gosman uh, getting that qualifying offer was pretty big for them. Tommy Lastella, he hasn't, he's been injured the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matt uh, Whistler. Yeah, Matt Whistler. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, Giants. Giants made some improvements. Yeah, they'll, they, they'll make a. They'll, they'll make some quality moves. They'll they're building. Right. They're yeah. building. Uh, yeah. Instead, it, they'll have three. Well, I think I saw a stat today that they have five players above the age of thirty-three with a five hundred slugging percentage. Jeez, that there must be a certain minimum because that's got to be what Longoria. Longoria, Posey, Posey. Crawford, Darren Ruff, right, uh, Belt. And Brandon Bellot. Yeah, it's gotta be. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna look for some keep talking, I'm gonna look for some stats on that. I was gonna have Brandon Belt as a how about that, but I realized he just He got hurt, yeah. Just went to the I. L. That would be the second time he's been featured on How About That in this show's history. 
Yeah, and actually, I, I've I went back to the to a certain episode and I forgot we did have a consensus. How about that last year? And it was Brandon Belt. Oh. Uh, so we had one consensus. How about that one consensus? Slightly alarming last year, but yeah, yeah. This year, this year, uh, I think we had one consensus. How about that? And two, or two consensus. How about that? It's Javier Baez and Brian Reynolds, and then two or three consensus. Slightly alarming. Um, nobody team. Okay, so yeah, confirmed. No team has had more than three players on their team, age 33 or older, with a 500 slugging percentage, minimum 275 plate appearances. This 2021 San Francisco Giants have five of such players. <laughs> wow. Who who had three? Uh, the 2009 Yankees, the 2006 Giants, the 2005 Cardinals, the 1995 Diamondbacks, and the 1997 Rockies. So those are all pretty, like, uh, offensive offensive heavy like years yeah just in general that's like, true mid mid 2000s except for like mid-90s. maybe 2006 uh i'd argue i'd argue oh nine was like less offensive than yeah 06. that's probably fair um because oh six oh six was still like kind of like we're kind of doing steroids creeping out of the steroid yeah. era but 2009 we were like out even though except for a rod who was one of the players on that list right right <laughs> He was one of the three players on the 09 Yankees. Shout out to Tony. Shout out to yeah, Uncle Tony Bosch. Yeah. Um All right, uh that's that's kind of that's kind of what we needed to talk about. I, yeah. Or I, oh. Devin Williams. Yes. Yeah. We need to talk. That's that's tough. It's I mean, I feel bad, but it's also, you know, you How can you feel choice. bad? Like that's He did it. Yeah, but I Yeah, ba- he, he I feel did bad it. for his teammates. I feel bad for the teammates. Yeah, so uh, Devin Williams, for those unaware. Who have he had been one of the best relief pitchers in baseball for the last, like, three months. Yeah, Devin Williams, uh, 2020 National League Rookie of the Year. Uh, Thrower of the of the iconic airbender. Yeah, I mean, uh, one of the great, one of the best, one of the most visually appealing pitches we've ever seen. Yeah. Um, he uh, had... A 134 ERA over his last 36 appearances. Yeah, which is uh, pretty, pretty nuts. And he uh, had a after the blue or after the Brewers clinched their uh, National League Central title. Uh, yeah, after the Brewers clinched their National League Central title, he got he admitted he got a little too drunk. He punched a wall for. An unknown reason, and uh, fractured his hand. Yeah, and uh, he's now out for the year. He's out for the year, and it's his pitching hand as well. I mean, I, I feel like he'd still be out if it was his catching hand still, but fractured, fractured his hand. He's out for the year. Yeah, last thirty six appearances, one three four ERA, two flat FIP, only two home runs allowed in thirty three and two thirds innings pitch. Uh, yeah. Fractured his hand. It's pretty big. It's a pretty big deal, especially in the playoffs where bullpens are, are bullpens importance are amplified. Yeah, very big deal. And the Brewers, like that's how they thrive. Like if you noticed, you know they have the great starting pitching, but they usually have short leash, leashes. Like there's a reason Corbin Burns had like 170 innings pitched this year. Um, well, he only missed like a couple weeks with an injury during the season. It's because he usually goes like six or six, five or six innings. Same yeah. thing with Freddie Peralta. It's not like the Phillies where they need guys to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was that week where Joe Girardi was just throwing <laughs> guys out there for nine <laughs> innings every single time. It was unbelievable. It happened to Wheeler and Nola. <laughs> By the way, Nola has also had a fascinating year. Oh, yeah, yeah. The guy just big, can't catch a break. Yeah, big discrepancy in ERA and FIP and what have you. But, yeah, uh, back to back to Devin Williams. Um, very tough situation. However, I think it, I think it um, – I think the Brewers might be a little more fine than had had Williams been on like the Red Sox or um, another team without as much bullpen depth, because because uh, the Brewers have a decent bullpen. Uh, you know, Williams wasn't their closer. Josh Hader's their closer. 
Josh Hader, 34th for 35 on the year in save opportunities. That's with a w- so crazy. And the one was uh, it was Jose Peraza. <laughs> he had a home run off him. Hader, uh, 127 ERA, 184 FIP on the year in 56 and two-thirds innings pitch. Uh, Brent Suter has had a nice year for himself, too. He's uh, pre- not very similar to Josh Hader in pitching style, uh, more of a nibbler. 72 innings pitched, 3 ERA. Brad Boxberger, 3-3-6 ERA and 64 in the third innings pitched. Uh, Aaron Ashby, 31 innings pitched, 2-9-0 ERA. Uh, and, yeah, did you have him as a – how about that? Or I did not, but – he has one particular pitch. I don't remember which one it is that has been like particularly nasty. Yeah. So it does. It does stink for the Brewers. It will affect them negatively, uh, no doubt about it. But it might not be as big of a deal because of whatever depth they've uh, they've developed. This always happens to them right before a postseason push. Like they lost Yelich in 2019. They lost. Uh, they lost Devin Williams in 2020 as well. Right, right, and uh, and they lost Corbin Burns, and they didn't make the playoffs in the particular yeah. oh 2017 year. Oh my god! But I remember Jimmy Nelson was having a good year, and then and then he got injured on the base paths. Got injured on the base oh paths. Oh my god! Listen to this: Aaron Ashby throws his slider 38.9 percent of the time. It's his primary pitch. 41 plate appearances against hitters are batting 053, with an expected batting average of 062. <laughs> They're also slugging 053 with an expected slugging of 077. <laughs> that is crazy. Against which pitch? His slider. Slider. Yeah. Wow. Do you, is there a whiff rate on it? Uh, 42.9%. That's pretty good. 42.9%. That's on a per-pitch basis. That's not like per swing. Right, right. Yeah. Let me find... what. Where's the, what's the run value on that? That is... Crazy talk. I didn't know. He's a lefty, too. Um, like, lefties aren't supposed to have, like, the, the big wipeout sliders. That's more of a righty trait, I feel like. Um, Yeah, well, I mean, the the best example for lefty slider would be Sale. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah, lefty sliders, Randy Johnson maybe. But don't want to go, you know, too, too old school there. Um, Yeah, righties, righties, I feel like, have the sharp – tight sliders and the and the lefties are kind of more mm-hmm. loopy or maybe that's just chris sale maybe i'm just thinking of one guy yeah well chris sale is not even a fair guy to like compare to yeah. anyone else like yeah. that's just absolutely oh uh, 77 expected slugging um that's that's the that's the most impressive number there is but yeah any anything more on on the devin williams scenario other than bad for brewers Cause it, I feel like there isn't really much else to say. Like, it happened. I don't want to go too hard on Devin Williams because I think he already knows. Yeah. And, I mean, it'll ensure that – I mean, it's it's probably a wake-up call for him for, you know, just a personal life thing, uh, you know. Yeah, I'll, let, I'll if, let him handle that himself. I'm not going exactly. to rip him on this show. Yeah, exactly. Especially, like, we're both younger than him. We, do, we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we, we're not one to give life advice, uh, obviously. No. So – you know, hope it, he, I hope he can recover and yeah, uh, physically, mentally, yeah, uh, for sure. And he, it sucks because he also was someone who deserved to be celebrating, and uh, unfortunately, it, it just went went too far for him. Uh, all right, I guess that leads into players to highlight, uh, where we're going to be highlighting players who have been doing good, hi- highlighting players who have been doing poorly. Uh, now for our Thursday, September 30th, 2021 edition of, uh, who do you got for us today? All right. I'm talking about one of your players to watch preseason. Nice. Yeah. Because he's picked up the pace lately and I thought you deserved to hear a little bit about this. Lucas Sims Ah. of the Reds has, uh, had quite a, a month or so. I think it is, uh, over his last 14 games pitched, he has a 1.32 ERA. That's pretty good, but it's a shame because uh, he has an 0.75 FIP, Woo. which uh, leads all major league relievers over that time. He has 23 strikeouts and zero walks over 13 and two innings pitched in that time. So that's over, like that's almost two strikeouts per inning, and it's zero walks. 
despite his 33.3% ground ball rate, which is below average, his 0.94 SIERA leads the National League with no one else having a sub-2, and he's a sub-1. That must mean his strikeouts and walks are very well put together. <laughs> his 47.9% strikeout rate minus walk rate is 13 percentage points higher than the second-best pitcher. Wow. And he is the first pitcher in Reds history with a 30% strikeout rate and 0% walk rate over any 14-game span. And might I add, his strikeout rate is 47.9%. And he hasn't walked anybody. Not a soul. <laughs> wow. Uh, Lucas Sims. How about that? that is unbelievable. Uh, I mean, I guess that's why I picked him. I mean, he, overall in the year, it's he's been, like, decent but not spectacular, but... Uh, yeah, that's part of the reason I part of the reason I picked him, and maybe maybe he'll carry some of that momentum into into the off season, into the off into the off season, and into next year, where you know maybe he can become a reliable closer, like I thought he might have been able to this year. Didn't T.J. Antone get Tommy John? Uh, maybe. I mean, I know he got some type of surgery that ended his season. I mean, yeah, I know he hasn't been back since like May, which could be an indicator. Um, I don't think it's been. I don't think it was May. I think it was later than that. June, late June. Uh, el- su- he had an elbow injury a month ago. It sucks because it's in his name, TJ. Yeah. Which is tough. Uh, okay, I don't know if he got Tommy John, but a month ago he went on the IL with an elbow injury. Not a good sign. No. Unfortunately. And TJ Antone was very valuable to that Reds. Just real quick, staff. Um, he could start. He could relieve. One thing I'd also like to add: uh, there are two thousand three hundred and fifty-seven um, pitches that have had ten appearances or ten plate appearances, and Aaron Ashby's point uh, seven seven expected slugging is the eighth best out of those two, three, five, seven. I think it was. Oh, oh! After, out of uh, out of, oh, almost twenty five hundred people. <laughs> no pitches, individual. Oh, out of almost uh, yeah, twenty five hundred. Yeah, pitches. so wow. like, so like Jacob Degrom's fastball and his slider are on there. Right, right, right. Pitch arsenal stats. That's pretty wild. Uh, my how about that was in the award conversation uh, last year. He had a three to four month stint on the IL this year. And he has come back and really, really put it together. Luis Robert, since coming off the IL, he is hitting 365 with a 1035 OPS in 40 games. Uh, in this span, his average ranks first, his OPS ranks fifth, and his weighted runs created plus ranks fourth. Uh, 21% of his batted balls have been hard hit line drives. So line drives hit 95 miles per hour or higher. It's almost going to be a hit every single time. And that is the highest percentage of batted balls among 79 batters to have 120 plus batted balls in this span. Uh, entering this span, his career strikeout rate was 30.6%. And in this span, his strikeout rate is 16.1%, uh, about a 14%, 14.5%. Just de- about cut it in half. Decrease, yeah, about cut it in half. Uh, overall, from 2020 to 2021, his zone contact rate has increased over 14%. His chase contact rate has increased 7.9%, and his whiff rate has decreased over 13%. And uh, on Baseball Savant, they have the uh, year-to-year changes. Unfortunately, he doesn't qualify for that uh, based on whatever amount of games he's played. If he did indeed qualify, which I know is kind of whatever, nitpicky, but if he did indeed qualify, he would have the biggest increase in zone contact rate and the biggest decrease in whiff, in, in whiff rate. So uh, Luis Robert. Put, putting uh, bat to ball for sure, and it's uh, working out well for him. Uh, and, yeah, an exit velocity machine for sure. Um, all right, now we go from the highs to the lows where we're highlighting players or subjects that have been underperforming. Now for our Thursday, September 30th, 2021 edition of... Who do you got for us today? We always do this thing on this show where you'll highlight someone on How About That, and I'll talk about someone from the same team on Slightly Alarming. Ah. Yeah. I swear, we've done that like three times in the last <laughs> month. Uh, I'm talking about Andrew Vaughn, who, disclaimer, uh, 
ha- I'm going to give you a span where he's been bad. He had a IL stint right in the middle of it, so there's a lot of qu- there's a lot of qualifiers here. I had to reach down to get him in the in the picture. But since August 20th, he is slashing 107, 193, 107, 299. That's it, over 83 plate appearances. Uh, his 107 slugging is the worst of the 390 hitters to have at least 30 plate appearances over that time. The very worst. And like I just said, he has 83. So it's not a nitpick. Or it's not a uh, it's not a cherry pick. His negative 10 weighted runs created plus is 6th worst over that time on that same list of 390 hitters. His 107 average is 7th worst. And his 299 OPS is 3rd worst. Uh, before this span, 9.6% of his batted balls had a launch angle above 45 degrees. Which I believe uh, is like the actual, uh, like, the parameters for a pop-up. Around there, yeah. Yeah. So his pop-up percentage was nine point six percent before the span. In the span, it has been twenty percent. So it's uh, more than doubled, and it's resulted in he hasn't had an extra base hit since August nineteenth. Uh, he's still been playing most of the games. I think he missed like two weeks in that span with the with the IL. Uh, but I believe it was twenty games played where he's. Slashing 107, 193, 107, 299. Uh, Andrew Vaughn. Slightly alarming. Uh, how many games did you say that span was? I believe 20. 20. Ish. Yeah, 20. 20 tw- yeah, 20-ish. 20 games with a 299 OPS is, uh, yeah, that's going to get you on the segment. Uh, my slightly alarming, actually, I'm going to add a, I have to add a musical element because it's only appropriate. <laughs> um, and uh, it's going to be instrumental. But you can sing along at home because I don't want the words to get in the way of the stats I'm going to drop. But uh, for a hint at what the song is, Summer is Coming Past, uh, The Innocent have – I forget <laughs> I forget the second line. Uh, the Innocent – And I know where you're going with it. Summer has – okay. Summer has come and passed. The Innocent can never last uh, is a hint. So let's play the instrumental version of this. Uh, in the month of, so my slightly alarming is Emilio Pagan. In the month of September, he has allowed 14 earned runs in eight innings for a 15.75 ERA. In these eight innings, he has five strikeouts, four walks, and seven home runs allowed, giving him a 14.79 FIP. Batters against him in September have a 14.83 OPS in 42 plate appearances. The average exit velocity against him in the month of September is 95.7 miles per hour. His hard hit rate against is 60.6%, and his barrel rate against is 30.3%. There have been 348 pitchers with 25-plus batted balls against in the month of September. Pagan's hard hit rate against is third highest, and his average exit velocity against and barrel rate are the highest out of 348. And it is the only 10-game span in baseball history with eight or fewer eight or fewer innings pitched, five or fewer strikeouts, and seven-plus home runs allowed. Emilio Pagan, wake him up when September ends. Which is tomorrow. Which is tomorrow. He has had a rough month. <laughs> Uh, so uh, we don't even. Oh, are we gonna play? Are you gonna play the, the uh, actual sound effect now? Yeah, I need to. I need to dig back and get it. So, Emilio Pagan. Uh, Emilio Pagan is looking. We both went reliever diving for this show. We did. I because at the, with the Fangraphs leaderboards, nothing really popped off in terms of like. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, that's another padre. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> Is that nine? I don't even know, dude. But that's the last Padre we're going to do. Yeah, yeah, Wait, yeah. You know what? It's fitting that the last opportunity we had to do a Padre, we did. We did. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, they have just, they have sucked. They've been absolutely terrible. Uh, we're not going to get copyright strike for that, right? Uh, I mean, a lot of a lot of our episodes have copyright claims, but they're not strikes because we're okay. not, we, we don't get we're monetized. We're not making money. Yeah, yeah, we don't get monetized Fair anyway. So. That was beautiful, though. Yeah, thank you. I I figured when I saw that when I saw struggling the was was September, I was like, you know what? We only have this opportunity once. We, you can only do this once. Yeah, you can only do this once. So, uh, yeah, sorry, sorry for uh, Emilio Pagan. Not going to be carrying in mo- much momentum into the off season. Uh, now we get into preview of the weekend ahead. 
for the, the last, last time. time. That is just <laughs> so sad. Because, I mean, naturally we'll just be previewing things anyway uh, when the postseason comes around. And I don't know. We'll, we'll probably, like, have a f- pretty fluid, uh, po- like, upload schedule. Because there's probably going to be a time on, like, a Thursday where there's a game seven and we might want to wait until after. So, you know, bear with us there. Uh, it's probably not going to be as consistent Although we, might, I don't know, maybe maybe we'll do more episodes depending on the situation. Uh, Friday, Friday, uh, or yeah, you do the day by day matchup. All right, so we're or gonna I, start on Thursday because today's Thursday. Or I, I was gonna do, uh, sorry, I, I was gonna do series to watch. Okay. I for when I meant day by day matchups, right, right, right. I uh, for some reason I was just looking at Friday and I just said Friday, <laughs> and I don't know why. I mean, uh. All you really need to watch for series is whoever's left contending. Just watch Mar- watch the Mariners, Red Sox, uh, Yankees, Blue Jays, uh, the Giants, and Dodgers. Watch them play. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I got? would say um, take a look at uh, – well, on Thursday you have Nick Pavetta going for the Red Sox. Uh, he's been better lately, and he's been better with Kevin Plawecki catching, and I think that's going to be the case tonight against the Orioles. You have – uh, skip that one. You have Colin McHugh and Lance McCullers going for each, going against each other in the finale of Rays Astros. Uh, the Astros have a magic number of one in the AL West. The Mariners technically could still win it. Uh, the Mar or the uh, Rays have clinched the number one seed in the American League, so they are all set. Uh, you have Rich Hill going for the Mets against the Marlins. You have Kyle Gibson and Ian Anderson going against each other in Phillies Braves. Braves could wrap up the division tonight with a win. You have Tarek Skubal going for the Tigers against the Twins. You have Shane Bieber going for the Indians against the Royals. We're going to see the last of Cleveland Indians baseball this weekend. That's true. Wow. Say goodbye. Wow. What a matchup he got here in Diamondbacks Giants. Madison Baumgartner returning to San Diego to face Scott Kazmir. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Kazmir wasn't even like. Casimir wasn't even popping when Bumgarner was popping either. Kaz- I know. Casimir's peak was like 2008. Eight. <laughs> With the Rays. Um, and then you have Tony Gonsolin going for the Dodgers against the Padres. Matchup of the night is the aforementioned Corey Kluber versus Robbie Ray in Blue Jays and Yankees. I'm going to try to keep matchup of the night uh, exclusive to like series that matter. Okay. By the way, I, I was... If you saw me beaming, smiling, it's because Marty Dobrow replied to my tweet. I th- you just saw that? <laughs> yeah, I just saw that. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Um, okay. So this probably would be matchup of the night normally, but uh, this series, this game most likely won't matter. Uh, you ha- On Friday night, you have Ranger Suarez and Sandy Alcantara, two of my how about that's going against each other in Phillies Marlins. You have Eduardo Rodriguez going for the Red Sox against Josh Rogers, who's been pretty good for the Nationals, 2-7-3 ERA. You have Luis Castillo going for the Reds against the Pirates. You have Nestor Cortez going for the Yankees against the Rays. You have, uh, what do you have? You have Lance Lynn going for the White Sox against the Tigers against Willie Peralta. You have Sean Manaya going for the A's against the Astros. You have John Gray is John Gray a free agent at the end of the year? Uh, I think yeah, I think so. If he is, this will be his maybe his final start with with the Rockies. That's a guy who that's been there for since 2015. Yeah, he is a free agent. That's yeah, he could be making his last Rockies start on Friday night in Arizona. You have uh, Jose Suarez and Marco Gonzalez facing each other in Angels Mariners. Matchup of the night comes from Brewers Dodgers in L.A. You got Eric Lauer versus Clayton Kershaw, two uh, two lefties. Facing off. Yep. Let's see. Let's see. On Saturday. Yeah, okay. Um, so on Saturday, you have John Means going for the Orioles against the Blue Jays. You have uh, Tyler Malley going for the Reds against the Pirates. You have Lucas Giolito going for the White Sox against the Tigers. You have uh, John Lester going for the Cardinals against the Cubs. You have Carlos Carrasco going for the Mets against the Braves. Antonio Senzatella going for the Rockies against the Diamondbacks. You have Chris Flexen going for the Mariners against the Angels. Matchup of the night once again comes from Brewers-Dodgers. Corbin Burns versus Julio Urias. Urias going for win number 20. Yeah, he is. He is. 
That that would be pretty cool. I mean, that would get that would probably crown him as the National League MVP and Cy Young. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I can't disagree with that at all. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> um, not a lot is announced on Sunday yet. It's going to be the last day of the regular season. But uh, you have Marcus Stroman going for the Mets against the Braves. Zach Wheeler going for the Phillies against the Marlins. You have Dylan Cease going for the White Sox against the Tigers. Tyler Anderson going for the Mariners against the Angels. Uh, I know if uh, if the Red Sox need that Sunday game, they'll have Chris Sale. And if, they will. If the Yankees need that game on Sunday, they'll have Garrett Cole. There is literally no... Uh, and and the Blue Jays, if they need that game... We'll have Barrios. Yes. Or if they're out of contention, they'll still probably have Barrios. There is no uh, actual matchups determined yet on MLB.com. So as of right now, there is no matchup of the day for Sunday. Ah. Yeah. But that's it. That is for the last time. Yeah. We we hope you enjoyed the segment for for 2021. Uh, I wonder if we'll see any like four day any uh, starters come on uh, three days rest. That'd be pretty cool. I know a particular guy did it last year who was on a, a administrative leave. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, that's different. Yeah. Because he, <laughs> he, yeah, he, he had a, yeah, 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 yeah. But he did it last year, nonetheless. He pitched. Uh, all right. So that does it for, I guess, the last in during regular season edition of uh, above replacement radio i'd still consider our next one like reviewing what i'd happened still i'd st- i mean it'd probably be a postseason preview like we're going to be previewing the wild card games our next it'll be a mix it'll be a mix yeah like if something crazy happens in the nl west or the al wild card we you know obviously we'll be talking about that mm-hmm. uh so we hope you enjoyed this one, uh, if you want to follow us on social media, follow me on Twitter at Chris underscore Gianta. Follow Daniel on both Twitter and Instagram at Daniel underscore Kern. And follow the show Instagram at Above Replacement Radio for all the show needs. We hope you enjoy this one and we hope to see you on Monday where we're going to be talking about postseason baseball. Postseason baseball, postseason preview, what these races actually ended up turning out to be. We're really excited about it. We will see you then. This conversation. This conversation is over. Is over.